from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Hey, everyone. Good morning there. <laughs> A little issue turning this on. All right. It's Wednesday, November 16th, 2022. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast, the latest cybersecurity news directly from the desk of the CISO. What are we practitioners looking at today? Something for all y'all to keep in mind as we go through this morning's show. We've got a lot to talk about today. Several vulnerabilities. A great piece uh, from Synopsys, by the way, um, around misconfigurations and vulnerabilities. Um, and we'll talk about China, North Korea, and the new EU data law. All of which uh, round up our show today when it comes to how do we practitioners look and adjust our security programs this morning. First of all, before we get started, our traditional cup of coffee, my double espresso, whatever you're drinking this morning, I hope it powers you through this Wednesday. Somewhere, it's five o'clock and someone's drinking whiskey while watching this. I've got my double espresso coffee cup cheers. All right, Zendesk uh, had a vulnerability that could have given hackers uh, access to customer data. The SQL injection vulnerability in 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 Zendesk Explorer, sorry, could have allowed a threat actor to leak Zendesk customer account information, according to Veronis. Uh, the two vulnerabilities in, in Zendesk Explorer could have allowed an attacker to access conversations, comments, email addresses, tickets, and other information stored in the accounts with Explorer enabled. The two issues were reported to Zendesk and patched before they could have any customer impact. So why are we talking about this? Well, it goes to a greater kind of supply chain risk here. The fact that this was reported to Zendesk Zendesk patched it. There was no customer impact is kind of the, the procedure that we'd like to see. And it's a job well done. One by Zendesk, number two by Veronis and making sure that they, they found these issues um, and addressed them. And, and that goes to always understanding that sometimes when these vulnerabilities do get discovered, we don't have a lot of time. In this case, Zendesk did. We can now talk about it. Job well done across the board. That's what we should be encouraging more as a community. And the reason I say that is because Synopsys issued out a report saying that 55% of applications have misconfigurations and vulnerabilities um, with weak configurations for encryption and missing security headers topped the list of software issues found during a variety of penetration and application security tests. The report from Synopsys lists a list of severe, critically severe vulnerability in a quarter of the application tests that were found and more. The report is a snapshot, software vulnerability snapshot 2022 report that was published today. While many of the misconfigurations and vulnerabilities are considered to be medium severity or less, at least 25% are rated highly or critically severe. There is a beautiful chart that was put on here. So if you take a look, 82% of vulnerability in total test targets was weak SSL and TLS configuration. Just having it isn't enough. Um, missing content security policy headers at 46% and Verbo's server banner at 45%. The HTTP strict transport security not implemented at 40% and cacheable HTTPS content at 34%. Other application security firms have documented similar results, meaning this is not just something Synopsys looked for. Other companies have all found the same and the results are pretty identical there. And this kind of gives us an idea of CISOs where we need to focus our efforts when it comes to DevSecOps and AppSec. And this is something great to take this report today. Share it with your dev team, share it with your engineering team, share it with your technical team, 
and go, how could we fix it? And what are some of the workarounds and come together to find a way to really address these vulnerabilities and get them taken care of. North Korea is targeting European organizations with an updated malware. Their North Koreans are using a new version of the D-Track backdoor to attack organizations in Europe and Latin America. D-Track is a modular backdoor featuring a keylogger, screenshot snapper, and a browser history retriever, a running process snooper, an IP and network connection information snatcher, and a whole lot more. Apart from spying, it can also run commands to perform file operations, fetch additional payloads, steal files and data, and execute processes. It's, this has a wider distribution. They've seen it in Germany, Brazil, India, Italy, Mexico, Switzerland, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, and the U.S. The targeted sectors include government research centers, policy institutes, chemical manufacturing, IT service providers, telecom, utility service, and education. Why? Ask yourself, why is North Korea so interested in that? This is money. They're doing the, the, the dirty work for the Chinese is what they're doing. Um, Chinese will use the North Koreans as a way um, to gather data on their behalf in order for them to be able to leverage without them taking the political hit. That goes to yesterday's testimony by FBI Director Christopher Wray at the House committee hearing that China has stolen more American data than any other nation combined. China's vast hacking program is the world's largest. They've stolen more American personal and business data than any other nation combined, according to Director Ray at the House Homeland Security Committee annual worldwide threat hearing. The director, who served as an assistant attorney general under former President Bush, emphasized that the U.S. has a national security concern when it comes to China. Ray referenced the prevalence of TikTok and its parent company ByteDance as one major intelligence concern. There's... Um, after the re-election of Senator Rubio um, a few weeks ago, uh, he's already circling a bill, um, and he's got a few co-sponsors, and I would encourage everyone here to reach out to the, whoever their representatives are to co-sponsor this bill and outlaw TikTok altogether in this nation as a national security concern and get rid of it once and for all. Um, and I hope that this Congress and Senate um, can find a way to get that done. That's in the best interest of everyone. A new EU law imposing stricter online regulation comes into effect today, and the biggest platforms like Facebook and Google will have until February 17th to reveal their real user numbers. The Digital Service Act rules will be fully applied 12 months later from February 17th, 2024, but official will need time next year to decide which uh, tech giants are big enough to need close observation. The DSA was designed to combat online hate speech, disinformation, and piracy, uh, essentially removing all free speech in Europe. I mean, it's no surprise. Europe kind of flirts with freedom for 50 years, reverts to socialism in the sake of security. The Nazis did the same thing during a recession. Uh, the, the history goes back. Um, and so um, now they're going to use the internet. Before it was, by the way, newspapers. They did this to papers <laughs> pre-World War II. So, <laughs> I mean, the fact that this is just repeating itself uh, just gives you everything you need to know. Under the new law, all social media platforms, online marketplaces, and search engines will be obligated to react more quickly to remove content deemed in breach of EU regulation. Now, who decides that? You'd say elected officials. No, no, security gang. No, it's not elected officials. It's a bunch of appointed bureaucrats that sit in Brussels that are unelected to represent their nation. Unelected are making these rules. Yep. I, I, I don't know what else to say. I, I mean, this is going to impact TikTok, Twitter, 
a whole bunch of companies, booking.com, Expedia, everyone, everyone. Um, so, um, you know, uh, like GDPR, I think this is doomed to just be a shit show for Europe. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then we'll see how that happens. No, I mean, if you're in business, you're looking at these rules, like, is it worth it to do business in, in the EU at this point? Ask yourself that question. Um, that, that, this is mind-boggling to me, folks. Yeah, I'm, I'm speechless. And with that, I'll end the show. So that's it for our show today. Tomorrow, we'll wrap up this entire awesome week. I wish you all a great rest of your day. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.